Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, March 23rd, and I am going to take a look back at Monday's Zoom media availability by General Manager Don Sweeney as he provided the latest on the club's COVID-related shutdown, which went into effect last Friday afternoon. Before we get to that, let me remind you to please subscribe to the podcast on your mobile device. Wherever you get podcasts, each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, particularly if you're an Apple user, that would be very much appreciated. You can find the podcast on Twitter at LOBostonBruins, on Instagram at LockedOnBruins, and you can find me, your host, Ian, at Ian C. McLaren on Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow there as well. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, I'm a lifelong Bruins fan, been writing about hockey for about 16 years now, worked full-time as a hockey writer for The Score up here in Toronto, and most recently covered uh, junior hockey prospects for various SB Nation sites as I'm based here in Guelph, Ontario just west of Toronto, a home of the OHL's Storm, and a home of Rich Peverly, who's been on the podcast a couple times. You can go back and listen to that as well. So let's get to what Don Sweeney said on Monday. As we all know, Sean Corrali was the first player to be placed on the COVID protocol list on Thursday morning. The Bruins and Sabres proceeded to play that night, despite having both morning skates canceled. The Bruins because of Corrali and the Sabres because of a member of hockey staff being in COVID protocol. The next day, Jake DeBrusque, David Krejci, David Pasternak, and Craig Smith were added to the COVID list, prompting the postponement of Saturday's game against the Buffalo Sabres and a game that was scheduled for tonight against the New York Islanders. Now, the Bruins are scheduled to resume practicing tomorrow, Wednesday, at Warrior Ice Arena. But Don Sweeney said the team's return to the ice depends on further test results over the next couple of days. He said basically they're just trying to follow the appropriate steps through contact tracing or through this pause. They have to fall in line with what the league recommends and the best medical advice. The team's doctors are included in this. And he said they're doing absolutely everything they can with their extra point of care testing, everyday testing to eliminate all the variables that you possibly can. He said you're going to find and you have found over the course of time that the virus continues to spread and then you kind of have to narrow down where it has. They've done some of that through the tracing and such and then you're using an abundance of caution. So that would be why, you know, those five players were immediately separated from the rest of the team. The majority of Bruins uh, returned to Boston from Buffalo uh, via plane. The others actually driven back to Boston through uh, individual private car services. The Bruins, of course, aren't the first team to go on a pause like this. 
this season. Uh, and that's just where they are, Sweeney said. They're in the middle of their pause. Hopefully they've contained where they thought the initial test result was, and you go from there. So apart from those five players, everyone has done their testing. They felt comfortable to get on a plane together, adhering to the protocols, and they arrived in Boston safely. Those players have been asked to self-quarantine until today, and they should be able to get back on the ice tomorrow for practice. Now, there's a possibility that if practice goes well tomorrow and it's deemed that the Bruins can go ahead and play on Thursday, DeBrusque, Corrali, Krejci, Pasternak, and or Smith may not be able to suit up on Thursday night uh, due to, you know, where they're at in their testing. Subsequent testing over the next couple days may determine who's available to us, Sweeney said. There will likely be a couple of those players who will be unavailable and the rest of the test results will determine who is in and who is out for Thursday night if they're able to do so. He qualified. So again, if the Bruins are able to play Thursday, they could be without one or all of those five players and they'll likely have to pull from Providence or hope that some of their injured players are ready to return. That injured list includes Brandon Carlo, Andre Kasha, Jeremy Lozon, Kevin Miller, John Moore, Zach Sinitian. They've all been allowed to continue their rehab process at Warrior, given that they were not traveling with the team. That would explain, I guess, why one of those players was out on the town in Providence the other night. Uh, Sweeney said, all those players have been able to utilize the facility while the team was away. And over the past few days, because they were not part of the traveling contingent and do not have to quarantine. Uh, It was encouraging to hear that Carlo, who has been out since suffering an injury on a high hit from Washington's Tom Wilson on March 5th, was among those skating at Warrior in recent days. All the injured players have made progress. Uh, There's no telling who could be available to return on Thursday night. But several of them are getting closer, and we'll know closer to Thursday who could be able to fill some of those spots vacated by uh, the players out with COVID at the moment, or out on the COVID protocol list at the very least. Sweeney also acknowledged the mental fatigue that's there. It's challenging for the players, it's challenging for the coaching staff, and it's Not just the Bruins, of course. There's been a lot of teams that have been affected. Spoonie said, quote, It's a little bit of looking over your shoulder and wondering if there's another shoe to drop. Mentally, it's challenging. But again, the league has done an unbelievable job to try and put forth all the health standards as necessary. They've added layers, and we're all trying to do the best we can. And it's not just us. It's the whole world. It's our sport, all sports, all of society. And we just all hope we're going to remain as healthy as possible and get through this as a group. And hopefully the sport and individuals come out better. But it's mentally tiring for the players and the staff. I think that's all part of it. A couple other notes from Don Sweeney. He did address the trade deadline, which is coming up on April 12th. And whether or not this COVID shutdown or pause will, uh, you know, change his approach to the trade deadline. He said, there's all sorts of variables associated with it. And I can't tell you whether or not we're going to make a move in any direction, but they'd like to, he reiterated a little bit of the health of the hockey club may dictate that 
They're facing more compressed schedule through the next 28 games, and it's going to be a war of attrition. In the playoffs, you have a war of attrition, but I think the balance of the schedule is going to represent some of those challenges. So that's definitely a consideration. The Bruins will be playing something like 28 games in 45 days. That's half of their regular season schedule, and their depth is going to be tested. Uh, They've already tested their depth on the blue line with 12 of them getting in action over the course of 28 games. Several forwards are getting an opportunity. We've seen Sinitian called up, Steen called up. Uh, They'd like to be healthy and fully evaluate where they're at, but it might not be possible. So it's all going to factor in what he's going to try to do, what he'd like to do. And basically at the end of the day, if they can add and improve the hockey club, then they'd like to do so for now and for the future going forward, he said. And really, the team itself and how they're playing usually indicates how aggressive you're going to want to be. So basically, it'll all depend on how the Bruins come out here after this pause and how they're playing leading up to the trade deadline, who's healthy, who's unavailable. That's all going to factor into his decisions. But again, he'd like to make a move to improve the hockey club at the end of the day, which... Um, you know, there's certainly room for that, and we'll get into that here in a moment when we look at the East Division Power Rankings. Finally, the plan is to move forward with 12% capacity beginning uh, on Thursday against the Islanders, so fans will be allowed in the building. Um, and so if you're one of the lucky ones to have had a ticket, uh, you will be able to be there cheering for the team and uh, just hope that everybody stays safe through that process. Before we get to the East Division Power Rankings, let's talk for a moment about rockauto.com, the best place to get auto and body parts online. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers for 20 years. rockauto.com is, like I said, the place to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Their prices are always reliably low, and the same for professional mechanics as well as normal folks like you and I. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Let's assess now how the East Division is shaking out with the Bruins on pause here. Who is uh, staking a claim up top? Who's clearly at the bottom? Well, let's start at the bottom. And the worst team is, without question, the Buffalo Sabres. As they have been all season, they are 6-20-4 for a league-low 267 point percentage, a minus 42 goal differential, and just as bad as it gets uh, these days. Really not much else to say about this team. If you missed 
uh, last Friday's episode with Joe Yurden from Buffalo. You can go back and listen to that. He has some great insight into the state of that franchise at the moment and what might be ahead in the future. Seventh place, again, the New Jersey Devils. They're 11, 14, and 4 for a 448 point percentage, minus 19 goal differential. Uh, they're only 4, 4, and 2 in their last 10 games. They were a team that was um, on pause earlier this season. I was a bit higher on them than they have proven to be. Uh, they've had a bunch of injuries, like I said, COVID, but they do have a bright future, I think. But uh, things just aren't working out for them here this season. You know who else it's not working out for? The Philadelphia Flyers. I'm bumping them down to 6th place this week. Full disclosure, I had picked them to advance to the Stanley Cup Final this year against the Colorado Avalanche. Half of that prediction is looking good. The Flyers are not. 15-11-4, decent record, 567 point percentage. But they have a minus 13 goal differential. And if you look at their uh, advanced stats, expected goals for, they rank 21st in the NHL, 48.15, which means they are not getting the puck on net with much regularity, and they're also not creating high-quality chances. The only team in the East with the worst expected goals rating is the Buffalo Sabres, and they're at 47.32. Our Bruins aren't much better, but we'll get to that here in a second. The Flyers is really disappointing for a number of reasons this season. Uh, their possession numbers have improved. They used to be at the bottom when it comes to shot attempts. They're now 16th at 49.61, but still, uh, you know, the opposition's getting more attempts than them regularly, getting more expected goals regularly, and this team just really disappointing and really in disarray at the moment. So I'm putting them down in sixth in Uh, Fifth, I'm putting the New York Rangers. The Rangers recently beat the Flyers by a score of 9-0. Their goal differential is plus 12. They have a record of 14-13-4. They're only two points back of the Flyers for uh, fifth in the standings. Uh, Their point percentage isn't as good, 516, but uh, they have Artemi Panarin back. They've won a couple of games here in a row. And I don't know if they could push for... A playoff spot, but they certainly could play spoiler down the stretch for some teams and make life very difficult. As it stands, there are four clear teams in playoff contention. Those four that I've already mentioned on the outside looking in. Uh, In fourth at the moment, I'm going to put our Boston Bruins. They are 16-8-4. They have 36 points. That is is fourth in the division. They do have a better point percentage than the Pittsburgh Penguins, 643 compared to 625. Their goal differential is plus 11. Pittsburgh's is plus 12. If you look at the underlying numbers, the Bruins uh, expected goals at 49.87, and their uh, shot attempt differential is much better at 52.98. Now, the problem with the Bruins, I tweeted about this yesterday, Uh, I believe they're uh, third in terms of shots allowed per game. They're second in terms of goals allowed per game. But the offense just is not there. They really need to, stop me if you've heard this before, improve their secondary scoring. They need to convert on some more offensive opportunities for this team to be really competitive. And the fact that 
Some of their secondary options are currently on the COVID list, raises some questions about how effective they might be coming back. And uh, so I'm putting the Bruins down in fourth. Penguins, 19-11-2, 40 points, plus 12 goal differential. I'm putting them in third. The class of the division at the moment really appears to be the Islanders and the uh, Washington Capitals. The Islanders are in first with 46 points, uh, 10 ahead of our Bruins. They have a record of 21-8-4, a plus 25 goal differential, which is very impressive. And they also have um, pretty good underlying numbers as well with an expected goals rate of 53.2. All that tells me that this team is indeed very good and uh, a force to be reckoned with. The Islanders uh, very much look like the favorites to come out of the East at the moment. The Capitals not far behind, 27-4, and 4, 44 points. They do have a better point percentage, 7-10, uh, a couple games in hand on the Islanders, uh, but their goal differential well down at plus 14 compared to New York's uh, plus 25. So I'm giving the Islanders the edge there. So to recap, Islanders, Capitals, Penguins, Bruins, Rangers, Flyers, Devils, and Sabres rounding out this week's East Division Power Rankings. Uh, The Bruins, well down when it comes to games played. They've only played 28 at the moment. Islanders, 33. Penguins, 32. Capitals and Rangers at 31, so uh, they're really going to have to take advantage of these games in hand. And again, that compressed schedule may affect things like injuries, fatigue, and like Sweeney said, it's going to be a battle down the stretch and into the playoffs. Add it all up. Not really liking Boston's chances, but uh, yeah, I mean, anything can happen, and we'll see how uh, the rest of the season shakes out. Hopefully, they're able to get back on the ice tomorrow and resume play Thursday night against those very Islanders. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We've got March Madness going on, NBA, NHL going strong, baseball's just around the corner. They even have you covered when it comes to awards and reality TV. They provide real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up for a free account and you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Tuesdays on Lockdown NHL, it's all about that East Coast bias as Lockdown Sabres host Joe DiBiase and Lockdown Leafs host Mike DiStefano take a look at the biggest stories in the Eastern Conference. Locked on NHL is the place to be for Eastern Conference intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked on NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL to round out today's podcast. The North Division experienced a COVID postponement for the first time this season after Canadians forwards Gasperi Kotkaniemi and Joel Armia were placed on the COVID-19 protocol list. Uh, the Habs have also canceled practice here on Tuesday. Like I said, the first North Division game to be postponed this season. Canadians awaiting results of further testing. And again, placing Kotkaniemi and Armia on the list 
doesn't necessarily mean they've contracted the virus. That's the same with our five Boston Bruins. Uh, but, you know, subsequent testing will reveal whether or not the game can be played tonight or whether it will be postponed even further. Uh, on top of that, the Canadians lost Tyler Toffoli to a lower body injury, so that's really going to set them back. You really hate to see uh, the Canadians struggling, don't we? Dan Rosen of NHL.com put out a piece yesterday saying the NHL teams will face several challenges ahead of the trade deadline, including quarantine protocols, a flat salary cap for the foreseeable future, and it could be uh, kind of feast or famine when it comes to the trade deadline. The cost for top rentals is expected to be very high. That includes uh, Sabres forwards Taylor Hall and Eric Stahl, New Jersey Devils forward Kyle Palmieri, who the Bruins are always interested in, Anaheim Ducks forward Ryan Getzlaff, even are among those who could command a significant return, such as a first-round draft pick and a top prospect. Uh, and players with term remaining on their contract, such as Matthias Ekholm, who we've been talking about a lot, and Philip Forsberg of the Nashville Predators, that could be even steeper of a cost. Um, so that could prohibit Don Sweeney from doing something. Uh, due to COVID-19 laws in Canada, anyone crossing into the country must quarantine for 14 days. So that will be a real uh, significant stumbling block for Canadian teams specifically. With all that said, you really have to wonder if Sweeney will kind of look internally for help, bringing up some youngsters like Oscar Steen's already up, Sinitian's already up, maybe a Jacob Lauko, or if he'll take a big swing and try to go for it this season. Again, I don't know if that's really... I mean, you always want your team to go for it. You want the Bruins to be in the best possible position to be competitive in the playoffs. Uh, their chances this season I don't think are very good considering how many games they'll play down the stretch and just some question marks in terms of scoring and our defense. Again, their defense hasn't been the issue. They really do need to find some additional scoring. Do you want to mortgage more of the future in order to try to take a swing for this season? Maybe. I mean, we all want, again, the Bruins to be in the best possible position heading into the playoffs. Uh, but at the same time, you have to look at it realistically and see what's best for the team, both uh, in the present and long term. So big questions facing Don Sweeney and Cam Neely as we head into uh, the trade deadline, which is now less than three weeks away. First, the Bruins have to get back on the ice. They have to get back to playing, and that will kind of determine what uh, direction Sweeney and co. go in in advance of the trade deadline. That's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you learned something. We're also entertained a little bit. I have been watching in lieu of hockey the Allen vs. Farrow HBO documentary, uh, which is, you know, very uh, hard to watch in some points. Uh, does not make me want to watch any Woody Allen movies anytime soon again. I didn't really love them to begin with, uh, but... I 100% will not be planning any Woody Allen movie marathons anytime in the future. I've also been reading the latest uh, David Baldocki 
novel called Divine Justice, not the latest, but the latest in the Camel Club series that I'm up to. If you're into kind of like homelandish type stuff, uh, this is a series for you. I, I do highly recommend it. So yeah, that's it for today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully the Bruins will be practicing on Wednesday, preparing for the Islanders on Thursday. Keep it locked to at ENC McLaren and at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter for all the latest. And please do subscribe if you haven't already to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Have a great Tuesday, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Later.